Hi, everybody. It's David Siegel for a new Suncast for you. And, you know, the players and teams seem to be settling in down in what's being called the Wubble. And they are getting ready to start the season. As this will air, they will already have had their first practices. And one of the questions that I have had, and I'm sure a lot of people also have had, is how is this going to keep people engaged? How are the people in the state of Connecticut and Sun fans throughout the country going to stay up to stay up and involved in their team? And there's no better person to talk to than Amber Cox to talk about that. So, Amber, it's good to have you back on a Suncast. Yeah, great to be back. Great to um, be back in a regular rotation with the Suncast. I know this is uh, such a you talk about keeping our fans connected, such an important piece to. Um, our content so really appreciate it we are definitely for people that had been asking we're going to try and consistently get these up every two weeks because of the difficulty in hooking up with everybody that's going to be down there and we're going to try and put these on every tuesday every other week so that'll answer that question that i've gotten so amber first let's talk about down there the the teams are all down there there's been some issues uh, with some of the resonances, how are the sun faring in their locations and their resonances? Yeah, I mean, I, it really smoothly. And I think if you've seen anything, you know, Kurt's done a few interviews talking about the check-in process being really, really smooth. Um, the majority of our players are in the hotel versus the villa. There are kind of a couple of options in terms of accommodations down there. So it's been smooth. You know, we started out with um, quarantine once we're down there for a few days. So um, I think now that we are finally on a practice day, which is, it's really unbelievable that we're saying that, given, you know, everything it took to get here. But I couldn't be happier to finally be in a situation where we're talking about getting the team on the court and, and starting to work towards a regular season. But, yeah, I mean, I it just, again, IMG and the WNBA have done a tremendous job. We knew walking into – any situation with this season, there were some, there were going to be unknowns and there were going to be some things that would have to be, you know, fixed um, out of the gates. But, I mean, they've addressed them, um, listened to the players, you know, between Kathy and Christy Hedgepath and the WNBA leadership. Um, they've really been boots on the ground and accessible to, you know, try to remedy things quickly. And it seems like that's happened, which is great. Now, without getting into specifics, because I don't want to get into anybody's privacy or any matters like that, I'll just ask the question, it, does it look like all 12 players on the Sun roster will be ready to go at the start of the season? They will. They will. So we're really excited, obviously, with John Quell opting out of this season. We wish her well, obviously, respect that decision. Um, we'll miss her. We'll miss that smile. Um so much every day, but it, it created a couple of opportunities. Uh, probably a roster that would we would have started with 11 people, um, and eventually brought somebody else in uh, because of salary cap. With JJ opting out, we were able to now start the season with with 12 players. So it allowed us to um, get Beatrice Montpierre out of Miami, which was she was drafted by. Um, LA, so an, an athletic post player, and then Jackie Jamello, who, you know, I've tweeted this. I don't know that there is a better story in the WNBA. Just seeing her get another opportunity with us. She had a tremendous season overseas. Um, you know, so just, 
you know, creating that opportunity to start with 12 and, um, again, a new opportunity for a couple of people that we didn't necessarily think were going to be on the roster to start the season. So we've just had to be nimble and um, obviously, again, respect everybody's decision to, to play or not play this season, uh, knowing that there are concerns and with all the social justice um, going on, the some players are opting out to commit to that, certainly respect that decision too. So we just try to remain really nimble and we're excited about everybody that we've got with us and the opportunity for, for some of the folks that, you know, maybe wouldn't have had that otherwise. This may be more of a question for Kurt, so just let me know if you feel that or that way. With teams still in flux because of people still applying for medical hardships, let's use Washington as the example. Mm-hmm. You know, you're trying to put together a team. You're not really sure exactly how this is all going to work in the first place, and then your opponents are still putting together rosters. So, do, you know, do you worry at all about what you're going to, you know, do you try to game plan or look at anybody else yet, or do you just focus on, you know, your team getting to be the best team that it can be and the heck with everybody else? Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll answer. This probably is a better question for Kurt and their, you know, strategy. But, I, you know, obviously I'm in communication with him multiple times a day and, and am as involved as I can be as an armchair quarterback trying to, you know, insert my opinion on things. But I think with six newcomers on the roster, um, you know, we've all just been anxious to get the group on the floor together to start building that chemistry. So especially out of the gate, you know, when you're talking about a shortened training camp, this first week, 10 days, I think just really focusing on making sure we understand our own game plan and concentrate on ourselves. And, you know, Chris Kaklanis, uh, Brandy Poole, Avi Story, and certainly Kurt, they are just the hardest working group. And, um, you know, I know when the time comes to put those scouts together, um, you know, they'll work really hard to make sure that our players know as much as they can based on the rosters they're facing. But but certainly, yeah, there's there's still some still some question marks about what's going on. So at this point, you know, we're really just focused on focused on ourselves. Well, let's go on and talk about what we're going to do to keep people involved and what's going on up here in the state of Connecticut in addition to what's going down there in the state of Florida. Uh, first thing i got to bring up, Sun is always in the forefront in take, starting social initiatives. They've been great about doing their game uh the promotions and the theme nights over the years. It's gotten stronger and stronger as the years have gone on. So now, again, the sun takes the lead, and the Change Can't Wait social platform is something that is, in addition to the WNBA social platforms, let's talk about what that does. Yeah, you know, I think um, I think it was important, obviously. We were having regular Zoom calls and um, with the team talking a lot of basketball and logistics as the season was coming together and it was looking more and more like we were going to be in Bradenton. And then, you know, we had this moment in time that's not isolated, certainly, but um, with George Floyd's murder, uh, with Breonna Taylor, um, where just like it seemed like the world stopped, right, and nothing else mattered. And so, we definitely had a lot of discussions on our player calls and opened it up as a, a forum for players to talk about and coaches and whoever wanted to to voice um, 
voice their thoughts and just express themselves about what's going on in the world. And clearly, and I've said this many times, it just feels like this is different. This is not a moment. It's a movement. And we want to keep the momentum really going. And so early on in our discussions, Jazz made a comment about, like, the words are great, but it's, it's all about action. And so as the leader of this organization, you know, I just felt like it's really important to keep the momentum going and to continue moving ahead with input from our players to put some things in motion, stakes in the ground, even if we don't know exactly what those action items are going to be at this point, to hold us accountable to make sure that we are continuing the movement um, and that we are taking action in our own community around these pillars. And so, you know, I through through some conversations with various players, talking with our coaches. Um, Avi's been a, a huge help for me through this, um, putting together these four kind of tent poles for us and, you know, getting the players to say, yes, like this, this really seems like a good direction. I just thought it was important for us to make sure that we continue to progress forward. We knew we were going to get into a season. We're going to start playing basketball. There's a lot of logistics and operational things, and I just didn't want to get lost in that. And then we look, and it's the end of the year, and we really haven't taken any action. So for me, the, the getting the change campaign going was really about holding our organization accountable to continue working ahead to you know, create positive change around you know, racial inequality and, and social reform in our community. So let's talk – just like you said, being held accountable, I'm going to hold you a little accountable right now. Can you tell people what some of the plans are and how you're going to continue to push this forward with the team down there, you up here? How are we going to how are we going to push that agenda? Yeah, so the four pillars are um voting. You know, obviously we want to get people registered and knowing when not only national elections are happening but when local elections are happening too. Um uh, education, uh, amplification, and community outreach. So our focal point um, to start has really been educating ourselves about the organizations that are in our backyard. Um, so whether that's the NAACP, um, a local organization called Hearing Youth Voices, just starting to have those conversations with those organizations and see what their needs are, how this Connecticut Sun can be incorporated in that. And to your point, especially in this um, in this different season where they're not right here and we can't take them out to do in a community appearance. But obviously we figured out how to do things virtually. I think there are some opportunities there. Uh, but even just talking about some of the education pieces, like what books people are reading or what um, movies people are watching to educate themselves. So we do have our, our resource page up on the website. There's a tab on the main page and you can go and sort of see everything laid out where we've put some of those resources and we want to continue to build on that and make that a living and breathing document. So if, you know, Jasmine Thomas says, I've read this, this book, um, we highlight that via social media. It goes on that page and we're just continuing to keep the conversation alive. So there's some really easy things, I think, just to continue from an advocacy and ally standpoint to keep the conversation going. Um, but even we're talking about like how maybe for some of these organizations that may be grant funded, how can we raise some money through the course of the season, um, be it through uh, a T-shirt sale or, you know, 
something that we're doing on or off the court um, in Bradenton. Uh, but you know, those are a few of the a few of the things. And then amplification, we've talked a lot about, um, and this again, our great point guard Jazz. Um, this was her idea. You know, maybe we can create sort of a diners and drive and I don't know what that show's called type of series where you know we're going out and we're amplifying a local black owned business. So I, Jazz actually, when she was in Connecticut, um, went to Uncle B's Blaze and Barbecue and had a sit-down conversation with the owners of that business who have been great Sun supporters and obviously great advocates in the, the black community in New London. So that will come out uh, here in the next week or so, and we want to continue looking for, you know, those black-owned businesses that we can continue to amplify. And then just, you know, I think from an accountability standpoint on our side of things, when we have job openings for the Connecticut Sun or the Black Wolves, thinking about and making sure we're really conscious about ensuring that we have a diverse pool of candidates um, uh, that we're that we're looking at and, and looking for ways to spread the message in the right places so it's those job opportunities are reaching um, black communities, black and brown communities. So so a lot in the works. You know, uh, other, once we announced it, we haven't done a ton, but there have been a lot of conversations. In fact, I was going back and forth a bit with Jazz about it this morning. So we've continued the conversations internally and, really hope over the next week or so we have some things that we're doing consistently across the season. This will be more difficult, no doubt about it, um, with them being remote, but the team is engaged and interested in helping in any way uh, that they can. I do want to make sure that I emphasize and draw people's attention to the page on the website because when you go to that, not only does it, it shows the, lo- the featured black-owned business, which in this case Right now is Uncle D's, as you mentioned, but there's links to more local black-owned businesses. There's local organizations. There's national organizations. There's a link to register to vote and to sign up for an absentee ballot. And as you mentioned, the book recommendations are also up there as well, as well as movies and shows. This is a tremendous resource, and I really encourage all of the Connecticut Sun fans to go look at this website look at those pages and and to get more involved as you mentioned Amber because it's up to the the fans of the team to help push the platform as well. You guys can't do it all yourselves. You need everybody that's involved with the Connecticut Sun fan also to get involved and that's something that, you know, it is crucial from this great fan base. So now at the same time talking about the fan base we know that there's going to be league pass, but what other ways are the Sun fans going to be able to really see and keep up with the team? So, you know, obviously we have league pass. We'll just talk national first between ESPN, CBS, uh, sports, NBA TV, and um, WNBA league pass. Those are all ways that, um, you know, watching games can be possible. We are working through once we have the schedule with Nesson, um, it, with the hope that every game that Sun game that isn't on national TV, we're going to have on Nesson or Nesson Plus. That has just been a tremendous partnership for us. Um, I would say one of the highlights of last season. Um, they're they're obviously have been re-airing games and are super engaged and excited about continuing to uh, be the home of Sun basketball. So once we get the schedule, we'll work through that. So you know that's a key piece that obviously fans have been asking us a lot about. Um, we have Robin Brown, who is our, you know, sideline reporter and marketing specialist with the team in Florida, 
And, you know, I just call her the ultimate uh, Swiss Army knife. She can do a little bit of everything. She can be on camera. She can be behind the camera. She can shoot photos um, and just really creative. Uh, and I know she's going to do a fantastic job helping us keep fans, you know, engaged, giving them peeks behind the curtain. You know, we're going to do everything we can to really give fans, uh, you know, every look possible to see what the players are experiencing in every aspect of their life um, from on and off the court, right? So we have content meetings a couple of times a week where we've got several of our staff talking about, all right, what's going on this week? What, who could we feature? Who could we talk to? You know, what are kind of the different pieces that we can put out there to keep it fresh and interesting and, again, deliver that behind-the-scenes um, access because that's, that's going to be, you know, I'm interested, right? I'm not down there, at least initially, so um, I'm interested to see all the photos and stuff go up of the campus. So that we're going to continue to, to um, sort of, again, give that peek behind the curtain. Now, also, one of the benefits of being a Sun fan and especially a season ticket holder has been the ability to have special events and things like that. Are you planning on doing any events or somehow putting together a you know a, a, a virtual watch party or an actual watch party when things get re- released a little bit more? Or what are you going to be doing up here for the Sun fans to physically be engaged? Yeah, so we're we're working on right now our cheer from home package for our season ticket members. Um, more to come on that, but we're. Um, you know, some things that include some of the things that fans have been used to receiving through the years, whether it's, you know, a, a, a season ticket member-specific T-shirt. Um, we're looking at the Change Can't Wait bracelets. Obviously, your member card with some of the discounts at Mohegan Sun. Um, so looking at an opportunity to do either a pickup or something that we can drop in the mail to our fans um, so that they have, you know, kind of their special and own t-shirt which has become a, a one of the consistent perks over the last couple of years and then on top of that you know we're trying to figure out how to create some virtual opportunities so to your point you know is that a virtual watch party or you know we had a, a kind of all season ticket holder sound town hall with Kurt and I we want to break those into smaller segments so that people can interact a bit more when you've got four to 500 people on a Zoom, it just doesn't work as well. So breaking those down a bit to give people a bit more individualized, one-on-one um, opportunity to have some conversations with us. We're trying to figure out how to do an open practice, you know, via Zoom. Um, so you can get a look at the team. And as we always do at Mohegan Sun Arena, um, give people the opportunity to come down to an open practice. And then, you know, how can we create some of the events um, that we've done with the players, be it a Q&A or some, you know, special, maybe it's two or three at a time um, via via Zoom or some, some virtual avenue that we would typically do in person. So we are definitely focused on, um, you know, finding ways to give our season ticket members some of those extra special uh, perks uh, that they're so used to. We, we just appreciate the loyalty, you know. The conversation is, um, that we've had with with the bulk of our fans is you know we're back for 2021 we're going to tune in in 2020 and we can't wait for 2021 and we've had so many new people come on board last year with our incredible postseason run you know we want to keep them engaged too and and have them get to know the team and we have so many new players right we want to give our 
existing and longtime season ticket holders the opportunity to get to know Dewana Bonner and Breon January. And they know Kalina, obviously, but um, reintroduce her as a member of our, our son family. So we are very much focused on that. I would say spending the bulk of our time right now thinking about that, you know, how do we continue to provide those special opportunities to be behind the scenes for our season ticket members. Now, the Sun has been one of the absolute best in the last couple of years at merchandise. Is there any way that you're going to still be able to try and keep up with new ideas and new products via an online store, or is that going to unfortunately have to kind of take a little bit of a backseat this year? Yeah, I think we'll still be focused on it. We'll probably, once the season gets underway, spend some time. We put, you know, we had um, some new pride gear that went up on, uh, in the month of June. We'll get the Change Can't Wait t-shirt uh, up online soon. We want to make sure that uh, all proceeds from that are going to a local nonprofit. So we want to identify that before that goes up. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I think we'll continue to, to create opportunities for new merch. Um, it has been so great with vendors like Breaking Tea that have done these individual player T-shirts um, and just the variety through our merchandise vendor, Campus Customs. They've just done a really great job, um, you know, creating a lot of variety for fans that want to go back and get two, three T-shirts a year. So I don't see us dropping off on that front. You know, obviously everything will be online. But to your point, too, I think we've ta- we have talked about um, you know, especially with Mohegan Sun beginning to reopen over the last month, um, and as we see Connecticut to continue to do so well in terms of social distancing and wearing the masks and all the things we need to do to really flatten the curve, you know, we are not ruling out could we get to a point in, you know, playoff time frame in August, late August, September, where we could create some opportunities for fans to come together um, in a controlled way, obviously under whatever guidelines are are in place at that time. But we're not ruling that out, and that could mean an opportunity for in-person merch sales as well. So just to double back for one thing that I, I realized we didn't say, when we were talking about league pass and things like that, we did not mention the renewal of the deal with Nesson. So mm-hmm. can you talk for a second about how Sun fans are going to be able to still watch games between ESPN and Nesson on regular cable TV? Yeah, so, you know, again, they've just been a tremendous partner. Um, When we had the original schedule, you know, we were obviously working toward that deal. Um, Nesson is the home of the Red Sox and the Bruins, so obviously with those two leagues figuring out, you know, how their seasons are going to play out, where we fit in that once we get our revised schedule. But, you know, everybody's goal is to get every game that is not on national television on Nesson or Nesson Plus. So, um Again, they've just been a tremendous, enthusiastic partner. They love the sun. They want to continue ramping up, you know, what they're doing for us and with us. And, you know, again, we had some things in place that would be ancillary programming that we're going to have to set aside until 21. But, you know, they they are a committed partner, and they look at us just like their other properties and so appreciate that, you know, they are allow us to bring sun basketball into to homes across New England. Well, Amber, I want to thank you for going through all this and taking the time to be on this week's Suncast. Uh, if people want, you know, one thing that I was also hoping you would share is, you know, you've been talking a lot about brainstorming and coming up with ideas. 
Uh, if Sun fans have some ideas, you guys have always been open to receiving them. Can you give some given an ideas to how they can contact you or any of the other people in the office? Yeah, well, first of all, if you want to be involved with what we're doing around Change Can't Wait, if you go to the bottom of the resource page, there is a link to click on and submit um, your information, and there's a drop-down menu about, you know, would you like to volunteer? And so we want to create opportunities again down the road where we're doing things with our fans and giving fans who want to be engaged the opportunity to come together with us around that platform. But aside from that, I mean, you know me, Dave. I'm like, just email me. So anybody can email me at any time, acox at connecticutsun.com. Um, you know, we I've always tried to be so transparent um, about what we're trying to do, um, and, you know, that's not going to change. And any of my staff as well. But I would say, you know, I'm, I'm the direct line. People can feel free to email me, and if it's a question for somebody else, um, we can certainly funnel that to the right person if it's Jen or our season, our ticket sales and service person, or if it's Kurt, you know, we, we will we'll always take the time to answer the questions. We know our fans and our sponsors are the reason that we're here. Um, so it's the most important thing we can do. Well, it's been a long, strange trip, but they're getting on the court, and I know, oh, I, man. I know I'm getting excited for some basketball. I, I know you are, too. I tell you what, it was pretty, you know, they had some one-on-one workouts yesterday, which would have been, you know, by the time people are hearing this, would have been Thursday the 9th. And just seeing, you know, some of these, Dewana didn't come into Connecticut in advance, so really seeing Dewana in a sun uniform for the first time. And, you know, Curtis talked about the individual workouts, like just got so excited about Brianne January and what she's going to bring to the mix and Natisha Heideman in year two and, it's just, it's really exciting, and there's a lot of new puzzle pieces to put together, but, um, you know, you got the base of AT and, and Jazz, and, and you get to add these nice new first little pieces around it. It's going to be a lot of fun. Thanks again, Amber. You stay safe, and we'll talk again. All right. Thanks, Dave.